This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Good morning. I'm glad to be with you on this day. Today we will celebrate and renew our baptismal covenant and we will be clothed with the power of the Holy Spirit to serve the community. I'm Hector Monterroso, Bishop Assistant here in the Diocese of Texas. I was born in Guatemala and I was ordained deacon and priest and later consecrated bishop in Costa Rica where I worked for 14 years as diocesan bishop. I am Guatemalan and Costa Rican. Now I live in the greatest state of Texas. It's great to be here. When I was 11 years old, I attended a school excursion that took place in a forest. About 200 children from the school went with several teachers to who guided us to our destination, a small river deep in the forest. From the place where the buses left us, we walked quite a bit before arriving at the creek. Once there, we ate and had fun until dusk. When we began our way back, the teachers and guides could not find the way out, and we started walking in circles. Over and over, we went through the same path until many began to despair, some panicked and feared. We tried to leave the area at four in the afternoon and, the, and at, the mid, at midnight, we could not leave the place. A little after midnight, the rescuers found us and took us back to where our families were waiting for us. I always remember my father's face when he saw me, his smile and his tears. After we returned home, he gave me some advice. He told me, if you ever get lost again, do not keep walking. Find a safe place and wait there. I'll find you. I always remember this advice. Some years ago, my son received an invitation from his school to participate in a similar excursion to this one, but in a different place. Before he left for the excursion, I remembered my father's advice and said the same to him. If for some reason you get lost or lose your way, look for a safe place and I wait there and wait there. I'm going to find you. He replied, of course, do not worry. I'm going to find a safe place with a good reception signal. And I call you back and I call you on my cell phone. <laughs> Time has changed. In the Gospel of John, we see Thomas, one of Jesus' disciples, asking for guidance. 
he's not lost, but afraid of not finding the right path to follow Jesus. Thomas asked Jesus, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Thomas is the disciple who wants to know details, wants proof and resolve, resolves his doubts. He now asks for directions and details and details to help him chart a route to follow Jesus. In many cases, when Thomas questions, he provokes Jesus to respond with some beautiful statement. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus replied, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Many of us identify with Thomas and his questions when facing changes and challenges and challenges. The same challenges we face when we start a new project, a new job, a new commitment, or when we start a new spiritual pilgrimage. This morning, we will witness the beginning of the spiritual pilgrimage of young people and adults who have decided to follow Jesus as Lord and Savior. Through confirmation, reception, or reaffirmation, they will promise to follow Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Now the Holy Spirit will clothe you with power, the power to serve. The capacity to discover your gifts and skill, to use them to serve others. All of you have arrived here today because the Lord has traced a way in which he has prepared you and called you to follow him. One of the most frequent, frequent questions I have from confirmation candidates is, how can I recognize Jesus amid so many distractions? How can we follow Jesus when we cannot see him? Amid the world's chaos and noise, amid so, amid so many complex situations and difficulties that affect us daily, how we can see Jesus? But Jesus gives us clues about the best way to find and follow him. Jesus told his disciples, wherever you did for one of the least of these, you did for me. We are called to see the face of Jesus in every person we meet, especially in the poor, the hungry, the sick, and the imprisoned. We are called to stand in solidarity with the oppressed, the migrants, the refugees from all over the world. Practicing the love of God means living in solidarity with the, the least of these and not sending and not seeing ourselves as set apart from them. Jesus has built a way for the least of these, the lost ones, 
to walk safely. He has created spaces where they can wait, rest, release heavy loads, heal, and receive nourishment. Our churches are on this path. And through our ministries to the community, we make God's love visible. When we open our doors to the list of these, Jesus takes care of the rest. In October, in October 2019, I met Rosendo Aguilar, a Mexican who lives here in the United States, a leader of a bilingual church. When I met him, I wanted to learn more about him and how he made a connection with our church. His experience with the Episcopal Church began in 2009, when his wife was pregnant. The doctor who took care of them noticed that Rosendo did not have the resources to cover all expenses and to support his family. The doctor asked if he needed help, but Rosendo didn't want to say yes. The doctor insisted and re registered him in a program called Fish and Loaves from a church. He went there and received food for his family. The people in the church were so generous, Rosendo said, that the food that he received not only did it feed him and his family, but also his neighbors because he shared with them the abundant food he received from this church. A year later, he decided to learn English, but he couldn't afford a place to learn it. But a friend gave him the address of a place where they taught English at no cost. When he arrived at the place, he realized that it was the same church where he had been given food when he was in need. Later, when his daughter was of age to attend a daycare center, he sought help to find a school where he could put his daughter. Some of his friends recommended a place that had started a bilingual school. To Rosendo's surprise, the address they gave him was the same, the Episcopal Church, where they helped him when he was hungry and where he learned English. He, le he learned the lesson. The Lord sent him to the place where hungry people receive food. Those in need are taken care of and people are empowered to transform their lives. Like him, there are thousands of people looking for places to calm their hunger and thirst and find sources of hope and opportunity. Sometimes we think that the service we offer to the community is not so important or that, is, or that its impact could be more substantial. 
But for many people, these safe places contribute to transforming their lives. I know you know this because you are part of these places. So when we can contribute to transforming a person's life through service, we find the correct route that connects us with Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.